Who were the MVPs for the Sun Devils so far in 2023? Well, that's what we're here to discuss on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. And a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing yourself with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I don't feel like there's too much of an introduction that needs to be addressed here. There's there's an MVPs that we're going to talk about for Arizona State. There's a handful of guys that I had some like honorable mentions that we're going to run through real quick. But overall for the team, I feel like it's pretty cut and dry who the three guys that we're going to talk about the most are going to be. If you are on YouTube, you can go ahead and see on the right-hand side of your screen who we're going to be talking about. I'm sure you can assume who those guys are, but we'll go ahead and get started with a handful of honorable mentions. The first honorable mention that I want to throw out there is Joey Ramos. Joey's been very versatile for the team this year. He's been relatively healthy for the most part. He had a club on his hand at one point, but he's been a really stable player for the team. He's been playing guard. He's been playing tackle. He deserves some of the limelight. He deserves some attention. He deserves a lot more love than what he's getting. So Joey Ramos, one of the honorable mentions for me, uh, the offensive line has played solid, all things considered. And Ramos has been one of the more consistent players on the offensive line. That's my first honorable mention. Second, got to go BJ green. BJ has been a beast this year, four sacks on the year. It's one away from tying his career best on the team. Uh, 21 tackles, which I believe is a career best for him. He's just turned into the star pass rusher that we envisioned he could eventually become. And this is especially important for him moving from the interior to the edge. He's been a stud. Have loved watching BJ Green this year. He's dominated. Next up, I want to talk about Dario Longhetto. Dario has been the pinnacle of consistency for the team. He is six of seven on field goals. Uh, the one field goal he missed, he came up short on, but pretty much when Arizona State has had an opportunity to get points, he, he's he been the guy. 10 of 10 on extra points, 6 of 7 on field goals. You can't ask for much more. Like He has provided what you need from a kicker. And when you consider the kickers that Arizona State has been rotating throughout the years, you have to be happy with what you're getting out of Longhetto. I'm not saying he's the best kicker in the nation or the best kicker in the Pac-12, but when we've needed points, more often than not, Longhetto has been consistent. Last guy I want to mention is Jordan Clark. Clark has completely turned himself into a leader of this team. 
you got to look beyond the stats with him. He's only got 25 tackles. Uh, for what it's worth, he does have four pass breaks up, which is tied for the team lead with D Fort. He's been a very good player, but more importantly, he's been a very important leader for the team. He he leads by example. He leads by being the voice of the team, both offensively and defensively. He walks the walk. He talks the talk. He is the guy that you trust to be able to lead this team moving forward. I've been very, very pleased with what I've seen out of Clark this year. He's one of my honorable mentions. He was almost in my top three. But speaking of which, we'll go ahead and jump into it. This is in no particular order. These three are just MVPs. I don't have them ranked three, two, one. We'll go ahead and start with probably the most talented player on the Sun Devils. It is an emerging number one receiver who has been a star in the making. He came on really hot last year, and he has been nothing short of excellent for the team this year. Of course, I'm talking about Elijah Badger. Badger on the year has 33 catches, 422 yards, and two touchdowns. He's appeared in all six games, albeit the first game of the year. He had only appeared for half of the game because he was suspended for the first half for tuning up some Wildcats in last year's Territorial Cup. Since he has been back, he's done it all. He's been a very good receiver, 33 catches, 422 yards, two touchdowns. All three of those lead the team pretty convincingly. The touchdowns, it's tied with Troy O'Mary, but also remember that Arizona State as a whole has six touchdown passes, and he's got a third of those. But the yards, that's not even close. He's almost 200 more yards than second place. He's almost double the amount of receptions in second place. Very, very healthy, 12.8 yards per reception. He's doing it all at the right wide receiver position. He's also providing a very safe option. Not only is he someone who can take the top off a of defense, which we have seen, not only is he a guy who can create once the ball is in his hands for some run after catch, which we've seen, but he's also proving to be the reliable guy that you can check the ball down to. When a play breaks down, you're looking for number two more often than not. You want to know where number two is on the field so that you can check down to him, you can get him the ball, and you just allow him to be able to do anything, whether it's a two-yard pickup instead of the sack, whether it's an eight-yard pickup on a third and five, whether it's a 40-yard catch. You can rely on Elijah Badger to do a little bit of everything for you. When you've got a receiver like that, that can be a, a threat at all three levels of the field, you can't ask for much more. The only thing, he's lacking touchdowns. Well, like I said, he's got a third of the team's receiving touchdowns. Like, there just hasn't been a lot of production getting into the end zone through the passing game. But Badger has been one of the more consistent guys. He's also doing a little bit more than just being a receiver. He has two carries for 21 yards. So he's, when he's gotten those opportunities, he's been able to make those splash plays. But perhaps most importantly is he's a star as a kick returner. 17 returns, 470 yards, including an 81-yard long, something like that. He's a stud. I And, and I don't think this is something that a lot of us saw coming this year was Badger being the primary return man in kick returns. Like 
we figured it would be Javon Jacobs or Mel Constaval or when Jordan Tyson is finally healthy, potentially Tyson. But Badger has been the guy on the kick returns. He's returned 17 of them. And I imagine that there's been a handful that end up touchbacks, but more often than not, when there's been an opportunity for him to return, he has returned it. And he's had some big plays. He's had, you know, naturally with being a kick returner, some not as great returns. But more often than not, he's able to get you past the 25-yard line and get you started in plus field position compared to where you'd be at if you fair caught it or kneel for a touchback. He's been a stud. And with him doing it in so many different ways, with him borderline carrying the offense short of a couple other guys uh, that have been doing some work, one guy that we'll touch on in just a minute, you really just cannot complain with everything that he's been able to give you this year. I really think that he has been just one of the most consistent, one of the best players for the team. He's my first MVP for the Sun Devils so far. Got to talk to you guys about our friends over with Jay's case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace case makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off of these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Promo code Locked On to get $20 off of your Jace case. If you guys have yet to check out the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday. You need to check it out. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on any Locked On College YouTube channel, you won't want to miss it. Back into our conversation and taking a look at the MVPs of the Sun Devils this year. Next up, we got to talk about a bell cow running back for the team who, yes, has been a little bit on the decline the last couple of weeks, but uh, he's not been 100% healthy according to what Kenny Dillingham has been saying. He's also been suffering from circumstance on the team. I, of course, am talking about Cameron Scadaboo. Scadaboo, similar to Elijah Badger, has been a do-it-all guy for the team. And he is the key cog in the run game, especially with some of the injuries that have banged up the rest of the core. Scadaboo on the year has 367 yards and five touchdowns. He's averaging just under four yards a carry. And when I say just under, I mean like it's like 3.999999, something like that. 367 yards on 93 carries. You can do the math. It's it's very, very close. In fact, you should probably round up, but neither here nor there. He also has tallied on quite a bit in the passing game. 16 catches, a whopping 245 yards and a touchdown. Of course, that touchdown came against USC where he was just 
bouncing off defenders. He was rumbling, tumbling, stumbling, bumbling his way into the end zone. Dude's a star. Dude is a certified star for the team. I understand that he's kind of slowed down in recent weeks. But like I said, I'm curious how much of that is actually on him compared to the circumstances of the team. The fact of the matter is that when the Sun Devils need a play, more often than not, they're going to Scadaboo. They're giving him that opportunity to be the number one back for the team. And I would tell you that he's flourishing. He's been a very good football player for the team. He's he's someone that does a little bit of everything, right? He can run between the tackles. You can bounce him outside. He finds his way into the end zone, six touchdowns on the year. He's been that consistent guy for the team, especially when things aren't going right. If the passing game isn't able to get going, you can run the ball with Cameron Scadaboo. If the run game isn't getting able to get going, then you can pass the ball to Scadaboo. You can just, bottom line, give him these opportunities to be able to make plays, and more often than not, he's finding ways to make those plays. It's very impressive what he's been able to do so far this year. He's a stud. He's been everything that the Sun Devils were hoping for when they were getting him as a transfer out of Sacramento State. He's come into the program. He's provided multiple different facets for the team that have made him incredibly, incredibly important for the team. It's not just running the football. It's not just catching the football. He's he's that bell cow for the team. And again, when you consider the fact that the, the running back position has been kind of banged up, but it also hasn't necessarily had a lot of guys producing, he's that much more important. Look at Kyson Brown is the second guy as of right now because DeCarlos Brooks has been injured. I would expect Brooks to be back probably for uh, the next game against Washington in two weeks, unless there's something else going on. Kyson Brown has carried the ball 12 times in six games for 51 yards. A nice, healthy 4.3 average, but 12 carries in six games. And most of those have come in the last four games. That is how sparingly they are using the other running backs on this team. They are so dialed in and they're so all in on getting Scadaboo those touches, right? And they trust him to be able to be that bell cow for the team that can handle those touches. When you consider what's been going on at Arizona State and how teams are scheming against them offensively, 3.9 yards a carry is suddenly not terrible. Is it great? No, not at all. Is it good? Still no. But you feel like it could be worse. You feel like he could be averaging a lot closer to three than he is four because teams are going to be more interested in trying to take away the run game and forcing the quarterbacks who have been very inconsistent to throw the ball against them. That's where you're at right now. And Scadaboo has stepped up. He's been the guy. He's been arguably the main component of the offense. And for lack of a better term and no pun intended, he's been the guy that the offense runs through. Very important piece of the team. And for what it's worth, he is doing a really really good job with pooch punting this year. Uh, Two punts for 106 yards. I mean, those things are just rolling. It's definitely all net yards rather than 
uh, what you're actually getting. But bottom line is he's just he's doing a little bit of everything for you. He definitely deserves the second MVP that I'm handing to him. Also want to talk to you about our friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun that I've had and winning up to 25 times my money this football season with Daily Fantasy. You can select two or more players and pick more or less for their projected stats and place your entry. Seriously, you can take a look at all sorts of different players. Saquon Barkley, is he going to have over or under 60 rushing yards? Patrick Mahomes, more than or less than two passing touchdowns. Odell Beckham, 50 yards over or under. Josh Allen, two or more passing touchdowns, and so many more with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's what makes Price Picks number one in daily fantasy sports. You guys got to check this out. I'm telling you, I use it all the time. It's so much fun, and it's so, so easy to do. So go to pricepicks.com slash college and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash college and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. One more time, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. The final MVP of the team that I have as of now, flipping to the defensive side of the football, it's Prince Dorbaugh. Dorbaugh has very quickly turned into a borderline superstar on this defense. Keep in mind that Dorbaugh transferred from Texas, really didn't get on the football field very much for the team. Uh, In his time with Texas, a whopping 11 tackles, one tackle for loss, zero sacks. In his first year with Arizona State, he has more than doubled his tackles to 25 total with six sacks and six tackles, or excuse me, uh, seven tackles for loss. He's just getting into the backfield. And he's not even a full-time player. This is a guy who is getting rotated in. You've got Clayton Smith. You've got BJ Green, who I mentioned earlier. You've got Michael Matus. You've got Darren Stansbury. Like, there's a lot of guys that are getting involved in this pass rush right now. And with that constant rotation, it's difficult to be able to get consistent snaps. But yet, here's Prince Dorbach coming off the edge, constantly getting into the backfield, constantly disrupting the pocket, constantly getting sacks. He's just earning more reps that way. He is so dialed in to his craft. What he's doing right now is not something that we've seen in a long time. It's the most sacks in a single season that the Sun Devils have had since 2019 when it was Jermaine Lole. And the moment he gets to seven, we're going to start going back even further, like close to a decade's worth of play. He is already flirting with double-digit sacks. And I can't even remember the last time we had a double-digit sack guy. I think Will Sutton had a double-digit sack season, but I couldn't tell you. Like, it's been a long time since we have had this much success from a pass rush, let alone from an edge rusher. Like, we've had good guys. Lole moved in and out. Uh, Tyler Johnson was a very consistent guy. DJ Calhoun was a consistent guy. Carl Bradford was a consistent guy. Pretty sure Carl Bradford had a double-digit sack season. 
but Dorba is arguably the best pass rusher we've had in the last five years or more. And he's done it in his first year with the team, man. Like he is just now getting going. And I believe he's a redshirt sophomore. He might be a redshirt junior. So he is eligible to declare. I hope he doesn't. I And more than anything, I think that he needs another year to kind of prove he's not a one-year wonder. I mean, we saw with Jared Verse at Florida State that he decided to come back, even though he would have been a first-round pick, and prove that he wasn't just a flash in a pan with the Seminoles. And now he's looking like a top 10, top 15 pick. I'm not saying Dorba is necessarily that high of a guy, but I think he's going to look at a similar situation where teams are going to say, you know, you should have another year's worth of game tape for us to evaluate before we can move on and move forward with you. I think that's kind of the situation that you're at, but maybe that's also being a little selfish because the dude just looks unstoppable. Again, he's not even a full-time player. Like he's on a snap count. He's on a rotation with a lot of other talented guys, but yet here he is as one of the best defenders on the football team. I feel like you could make an argument. He is the best defender on the Sun Devils football team right now. And there's a lot of good guys, you know, Roe Torrance been up and down this year, but you could still say he's one of the best defenders. Uh, you got to talk about Jordan Clark, who I mentioned earlier. Trey Brown has been very good. Deshaun Mallory has been very good. BJ Green has been very good. But here's Prince Dorval leading the team in sacks. Here he is as a rotation guy. And it, it leaves you wondering, after the bye week, whether or not he's going to be back to being a full-time guy. Like how much more playtime has he earned himself? I feel like he's earned himself quite a bit and he deserves to be on the football quite a bit more than what he's been seeing. And it's not even a knock to the guys around him. It's not a knock to Clayton Smith. It's not a knock to any of the other edge rushers. It's simply been Dorba has been that good that I just wonder how much you can justify not having him on the football field. The dude is a difference maker. He's one of the best guys on this team right now across any position, across offense or defense. He's one of the guys. I think he might be probably the second most important player on the defensive side of the football. I would still go Jordan Clark, but he's obviously been the most productive. And that productivity has led to a lot of very good drives for the defense a lot of really good stops a lot of really good forcing punts and whatnot setting the team behind the sticks he's averaging almost 10 yards per loss on his sacks so when Dorba is dialed in he is one of the if not the best players on the defensive side of the football that's the reason why I give him the edge as my final MVP the lone MVP on the defensive side of the football and one of my favorite players period but what do you guys think in terms of MVPs for the Sun Devils? Are these the guys you pick? Do you guys pick anyone else? Let me know in the comments, or you can hit me up on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. That's all that I got for you guys today. As always, thanks for tuning in, and wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. As always, I will see you tomorrow for our next little visit. Till then, keep it locked right here. Unlocked on some.